4: Oh boy, it could happen here is the it podcast could. that you're listening to All right St Andrew that that's my job done today. Why don't, why don't you take over? Good job. I'm proud of you.
5: Thank you. <laughs> welcome everybody to another wonderful episode of It could happen here mm-hmm. uh, today hoping to take a look at another book well, two books this time uh, this time works of fiction. And this time by an English, unfortunately, writer named Aldous Huxley, right? We'll be looking at Island and Brave New World. The sort of twins of speculative science fiction, I would say. Aldous Huxley was, uh, like I said, an English writer and philosopher. And he actually wrote a lot of books. Um fifty in his lifetime, to be precise. He was also a French teacher who, interestingly enough, taught George Orwell. But I did not know from, that. Yeah. <laughs> but from what um what his past students have said, he wasn't a particularly good teacher. Okay. But he was a good speaker. Um he was also a very, very big fan of psychedelics and and <laughs> oh, yes. mysticism and philosophy and Particularly like Advaita, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but Advaita Vendata, which is like a Hindu spiritual practice.
6: Yeah, I know he's he's even referenced a lot in like occultist and chaos magic books written like yeah. post the '60s. He's yeah, like... yeah,
5: yeah. He's he's like um that guy. Yeah, what's that his <laughs> name again? Alan Watts. He's like oh the, yeah, Watts kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, very interestingly, um, Huxley actually had LSD injected into his veins on
6: his deathbed. <laughs> That's, it's, it's amazing. Yes,
5: yeah, he was like, he he was dying, as, you know, one does on their deathbed. Sure, and that is, that is the traditional thing to do. Traditionally, yes. But while in the process of dying, because he had, like, advanced laryngeal cancer, he had to write to his wife, Laura. She, he was just like, LSD. 100, intramuscular.
6: <laughs> and she's
4: just like, just like, okay.
5: Hell yeah. She injects him. Hell yeah.
4: And she In doesn't inject him. Fucking muscle. Yes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't inject him with one dose. She injects him with two doses. Yeah, and right, then he does. dies like several hours later. Incredibly based. <laughs> what a way to go.
4: <laughs> Staggeringly based.
5: And honestly, <sighs> if, if he was like speaking on his deathbed, I would really love to know like what that experience was like. Like, are you just like dancing through hell like what's going on
6: <laughs> i mean it could, it could i think i can see it being the most amazing thing and also extremely bizarre terrifying and slightly terrifying <laughs> right
4: as a general rule when like pete they've done studies on like giving different kinds of psychedelics usually psilocybin mushrooms to um like cancer patients, uh, people and who are on hospice, illnesses. and it 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 generally reduces their fear of death.
5: Yeah, uh, they could they go in peace.
4: Yeah, yeah. It just makes them like, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, everything is the same as everything else, and yeah. we're the imagination of the universe. I'm gonna go back into space. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Good for them. Yeah, yeah.
5: Good for them. Good for them. If I were on my deathbed, I probably wouldn't want to be thinking about death either. So, yeah. I mean, that that assumes that, you know, we get a deathbed, you know. And that's the kind of the wild thing about death. You don't know when it's going to happen. But to return to the topic of discussion, Brave New World and Ireland, right? To summarize the plots of both, I guess I'll start with Brave New World. It is the more famous of the two. I don't think a lot of people have heard of Ireland. Compared to Brave New World, because yeah. I mean, Brave New read World Brave is like
4: New World in high
5: school, but uh, I, I I have not read Island exactly, and it's like it really says a lot about society <laughs> <laughs> that 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 we read about the dystopias, but not the utopias. <laughs> but, but um, anyway, Brave New World, you know, it's really up there with like Nineteen Eighty Four in terms of um, you know, it's it's notoriety. Um, it is like one of the quintessential dystopias. It's set like several hundred years into the future, like unlike 1984, which you know took place in 1984, which is several decades ago. Brave New World was set in 2054, sorry, 2540 CE. So yeah, we're roughly several hundred in, years in
4: Star ago. Trek times. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. But however, in the book, it isn't called. Two thousand five hundred fifty-four CE. It's called six hundred and thirty-two AF. AF standing for after Ford, because in this world, and I'm sure we'll get into this a bit. Henry Ford, the assembly line guy, the Model uh-huh. T guy, he is basically God. He
4: That's is the god right. of
5: their world, you know. So he, yeah, that
4: wouldn't be ideal.
5: They, they say things like "by Ford's name" and that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and um his whole sort of assembly line structure um is basically extrapolated to society as a whole right there's this world state where emotions and individuality are conditioned out of children and everyone belongs to everyone else and you know there's yeah, children are created in in like factories and Generated to be part of specific classes, whether it be Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, or Epsilon. So it's like, it's kind of like what's 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 happening today, you know, in terms of the Greek alphabet. Um, we have the Alphas who are bred to be like the leaders and stuff, and you have the Epsilons who are bred to be like the menial laborers. Yeah. And you have the folks in between. And like, they are literally conditioned, you know, so like, in the factory, in the baby-making factory, which is, in this case, literal and not a euphemism for the womb, um, you know, they, they, like, hold back on oxygen or they apply certain chemicals or certain hormones in order to, like, condition people. So they don't do, like, genetic, um, like, coding or whatever. They just... They do a chemical con- concoctions in those sort of test tubes. And... Yeah, I mean, the story of the world is really how it's affecting like some of the top-level people within it, and sort of contrasted with the sort of reservations that exist in their world where people are a bit less restricted. Um, and it ends pretty tragically, but the next book also ends a bit tragically. The next book being Island, which is like the utopian twin Brave New World in a lot of ways in terms of mirroring a lot of the same themes that Brave New World explores. Right? So, in Ireland, there's this specific island called Pala, which is um, fictional. I mean, there was an area in India called Pala, but the island of Pala in this world is like, it doesn't exist. Right? And it's basically seen as this oasis of happiness and freedom and where its inhabitants have resisted capitalism and consumerism and technology, right? Then this journalist, another British guy, named Will Farnaby, um, pulls up on their island, and he's basically trying to scope out the island for exploitation, because he's friends with this industrialist who's trying to, like, extract oil from the region. And um, while he's going through the island and really going through the society going through the book there are a lot of monologues and stuff i mean this book is kind of heavy on like the monologues and the discussions it's kind of like alice huxley's soapbox for all his ideas just laying them all out there right so will enters Palace as a cynic but by the time he comes out he's like he's had like layers on layers of epiphanies and i don't know um for those who have been reading dawn of everything um, recently, um, in Chapter Two, there, the the authors David Wenger and David Gruber, they sort of outline some of the discussions that were happening that were happening between Europeans and Indigenous Americans at the time of arrival, and how those discussions were shaping both, um, but primarily the Europeans' view of society. Interestingly, it's kind of like reflected here because, you know, I had this white man who pulls up with all his English ideas, and it's basically these indigenous inhabitants in Pala basically deconstructing his ideas through dialogue um, and through debate and discussion. And um, unfortunately, it doesn't end very well, despite, you know, being convinced of the purity and brilliance of the Palanese way of living. Um, he already made the deal with the industrialist, and Pala... Um, is has basically been sold by a na- by a neighboring country, and so its downfall is now sadly inevitable, and that's how it ends. Oh, and also, um, Will Farnaby kind of has like an LSD? Well, it's not really LSD, but it's like a psychedelic trip.
6: Yeah, it's like a combination of like <laughs> mescaline and psilocybin, almost. Yeah,
5: yeah, but in, in true Aldous Huxley fashion. Yeah.
6: Yeah, there's like a lot of the tropes and like themes that were present in Brave New World exist in Island, but as like their inversion. So like in terms of like, it show like 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 was Brave New World. It's written before Huxley had uh, psychedelics. It was like his his version of drug use is so different in that book because it's more like a pacifying drug, um, whereas the drug use in Island is more like an like in enlightening drug so like but there's like a, a whole bunch of themes that like parallel but are also inverted on each other
5: yeah exactly exactly and we're gonna get into those themes just now but to summarize brave new world is basically humans becoming less than human because of all these technological uh and sociological um efforts whereas ireland is like the opposite where it's you know humans are able to come into the fullness of their humanness um, while still using science, except in a way to enhance their quality of life. I don't know if I missed any aspect of either plots that any of you want to, like, touch on real quick.
4: No, no,
1: not really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I will say the one thing that's interesting is because uh, Brave New World also has this sort of, like, weird... Like going to a reservation plot that's like, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. a B plot, but you see, sort of, it's another one of those things that's kind of like, I don't know if inverted's the right word, but the sort of context of it is very, very different in Island than it is in every world, yeah,
5: yeah. Because, I mean, in a sense, you have this outsider protagonist who is introduced to this alternate way of living um, and is transformed by it, you know. Except in Brave New World, you know, he ends up killing himself. And in Ireland, well, he already sold out the island, you know. I will say um, one criticism that I want to get out of the way before we get into, like, the concepts and, you know, how they might apply to politics as a whole, really, is Huxley, like a lot of authors and thinkers and ideologues of his time, has this very unsettling uh, fixation on overpopulation. It's kind of like what we were talking about um, with the last book we discussed here. Um, there's sort of weird fixation on overpopulation and, you know, people dying out and that kind of thing. Um, in, pa- in Parla, in, in Ireland, there's a sort of acceptance of um, overpopulation as something that needs to be you know, avoided. And so, I guess it brings us to the first theme, which is the use of contraception in both books right like on one hand you have in brave new world where there's like mandatory contraception and people are literally not allowed to like naturally give birth you know they have to have babies through test tube whereas in parlor you know there's reproductive education and reproductive choice and expressive sex and it's really like a complete contrast.
3: high five casino glow with your best skin be confident in your skin be brave in your skin with Olay's new indulgent moisture body wash cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin b3 complex transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride!
2: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect.
5: So I guess I want to do something like uh, I like speculating uh, and thinking about how anarchy would operate. Um, I think there needs to be a lot more of that in terms of um, creative works and discussions. I mean, like there was at the cafe by Malatesta, and there are some like utopian fictions out there, but and and like less than utopian, but still interesting explorations of anarchist societies like Ursula, Kiloquins, The Dispossessed.
4: It, it is interesting to me that even in mainstream sort of imagining, whenever there's an attempt to envision a utopia, there's nearly always a lot of anarchist principles involved in that. Like yeah. it, it, it's basically impossible to imagine a utopia without aspects of anarchist theory making it into it.
5: Exactly, um, right. there tends to be like some elements of anti-work in there, and like you know, like you want to be post-work, want to be post-hierarchy, and freedom, you know,
6: freedom of association. Yeah, there's a whole,
4: yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. And so I kind of want to look at that, look at these works through that lens as well. Here, mostly Ireland, considering Ireland is a bit closer <clears> to <throat> anarchy than Brave New world is. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, just a little just bit, a little bit. And, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you look at how sexual liberation is treated in Ireland, it is pretty much an echo of what anarchists were saying about free love in, like, the early 20th and, like, late 19th century. Yeah. You know, particularly like Emma Goldman. Like, free choice and contraceptive access and that sort of thing. Reproductive choice. Free love. It's really... In Pala I would see, um they have this sort of um element as well of like communal child rearing. I mean in um which is another thing. I I spoke about that in like my video in December on the family. Like the fact that humans basically evolved in an alloparental arrangement, in a cooperative reading arrangement.
4: Yeah. Because even, of
5: capitalism we've moved away from that.
4: Yeah, there, there's a lot of if you if you study how kind of different societies that were not capitalist handled child rearing. There's a lot of like very interesting. I think my favorite is it was some indigenous group in um South America whose like cultural belief was that um you didn't you didn't have like one man have sex with a woman and that like leads conceiving of a child. It starts the process. And so once you've started the process of making a child, the woman then is going to pick out all of the guys that she thinks have traits that she wants to be like part of the child she's making and has sex with them because you're like gradually building the child exactly. uh, by having like adding additional sperm to it. <laughs> that, that which means some- that when they have the kid, all of those guys that she had sex with while pregnant have exactly. a responsibility to rear the child and teach it things, which I think is uh, objectively the best way to treat kids.
6: I mean, even on like yeah. – it's that's such an interesting metaphysical concept mm-hmm. in terms of like what constitutes like even like the, the idea of genetic makeup. Because even though it's not mm-hmm. like literally true, it still like – if, if you can convince yourself of that in your head, then it yeah. kind of is physically true. Um, and it will it will be true enough for the kid because
4: like yeah really, because most of what's going raised by is like all
5: these different yeah. fathers because we've you know, all been taught all, things they, yeah exactly for and those fathers' traits are gonna like yeah. manifest in the child
6: anyway because they were raised by them. Therefore, I, it's
4: like I think a we should all agree, kind of agree to thing. just act like it works that way.
6: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, in, and also, like, in terms of like the group living in island versus like Brave New World. Brave New World, it's always like. You don't you have group living because you've lost like the idea of individuality right versus mm-hmm. group yeah. living in island is more like you know how like anarchists have like group homes and like that's yeah, it's, it's very similar group to group
4: living allows you to be the best version of yourself because the best version of yourself exists in a community
1: yeah
6: exactly As
4: yeah, opposed so there's, to there's,
1: there's like a, there's being like a,
4: a barista or whatever there's yeah. a kind
1: of like like a jokey fruition fist I think about a lot where it's like if you see a block and like you're looking at a, like a black block right it's like the The way you can tell that there are Maoists involved is if you see a bunch of people actually, like, legitimately wearing all the same thing. It's like, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's really, like, it's, it's, it's extremely rare that, like, even, even when you're doing this for security reasons, that you can get a bunch of anarchists to actually, literally, all wear exactly the same thing, because it's like, it's like, yeah, you, you have this sort of, like, I mean, okay, this is, this is not like always true, but. Like, it's, it's, I don't know, you, you, you have this thing where even when you're, like, even when anarchists are, like, trying to sort of, like, fade into a single mass, it's, like, we, like, like you literally can't do it because everyone has this sort of, like, <laughs> this individual streak I've definitely so seen strong.
4: people be bad at Block more often than I've seen them be good at it. Yeah,
1: it's, like, I don't By know. Which but, I mean,
4: like, the actual hiding part of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I don't know, like, it, it's, it's, like, it's, it's. The, there's there's there, 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 there's a way of sort of egalitarianism in sociality where like you treat everyone as if they were exactly <laughs> the same and like and you know and there, there's models of this where it's like yeah it's like okay you actually try to like force everyone to be exactly the same or like everyone to be exactly the same in the class and like that sucks and you shouldn't do it and the alternative to that is everyone is just sort of like in a group but they're all like i don't know I i'm not entirely sure if this would make any sense but it's I don't know. I mean, the, it's there like there, there the are ways you can have within a group thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like like the the, the purpose of the group is to like maintain like you know make like may, maintain the differentiation of the individual.
6: Yeah, to foster what makes individuals yeah. really good at being like their own person and give them the tools that can you can set that
1: up. Yeah, and I think exactly. So, I like exactly. culturally, we have like problems thinking about that because like the, the sort of American version of individuality has to do with like no, 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 you're, you're an individual because you have no connections to anyone else. And it's like, well, this sucks. It is bad. Yeah, because,
5: and that kind of goes back to the whole spoon-building-a-baby concept, right? I didn't think I would ever use that phrase. but in the sense <laughs> like, Individuals, only individuals, because their combination of influences are unique to them. Yeah. Well, not just that, I mean, obviously there's a genetic component and all that, but I think a key aspect of it is that, you know, because we are raised in these different environments, surrounded by different people, we have different experiences. That's what builds us up. Yes. You know, like, I can I can mm. already name off the top of my head, like, a bunch of, like, defining moments from my childhood. You know, that basically changed my course, you know? Like, the one time I got cyberbullied, and that basically, like, shifted my perspective and my approach to the internet and that kind of thing. You know, it's like, it really... I really can't imagine how someone could come away with the idea that an individual is just an individual on their own.
6: Yeah, you know? they just they mm-hmm. just pop out and are that thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, cuz like a large portion of you is built up of previous you and previous like e- like exists like your previous existence is what makes a large portion of yourself. And like sure you can say you have a little bit of like ego from the start like your actual self self that in that you know contributed to the way you interpret events which then will in turn build your personality but i think these things are not opposing yep. these things work in tandem
5: but yeah, yeah. So there's like the, the, the whole group living component and also in that group living component you notice in at one point in the book um one of the children like basically in passing mentions that you know they don't want to go by a certain person because they're mad at them or whatever. And so they basically have that freedom to remove themselves from that situation and go and um, sleep at another house or another space until that sort of situation is resolved. And I think that also would really be a crucial element of anarchist society, particularly for children, having that freedom of association and freedom of movement. Because imagine how many abusive situations could be avoided or remedied if children had the ability to come out of it, you know? We strip children of choice and that's what allows these sorts of dynamics to persist. Yeah. Which then leads to dynamics uh, that persist in the next generation and so on and so on.
4: It's this thing that's having a resurgence in the United States right now and is like at the core of all of the book banning and the anti-trans legislation, which is this idea that like kids shouldn't have a choice because that would interfere with parents having absolute control over the life of their child. And that includes the control to like, if a child says I'm this or I'm that the parent can say, absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. Um, And if you
5: had like this, um, (laughs) if you sort of like tour with like someone from, from the past or someone who lives in like a, Cooperative breeding arrangement that the parent, the child is the parent's property entirely. It would look yeah. at you like real funny because the child is part of the community; it doesn't belong mm-hmm. to anyone. You know, it's, it belongs if it belongs to anything, it just belongs to the community as a whole.
4: Yeah, as as we all do. Yeah, but yeah.
5: Another element I think that I find um I find really interesting in the way that Palmeas society operates is that, and I guess in comparison to Brave New World, unlike in Brave New World where drugs are used, like um, like I was saying, like how drugs are used for pacification and control and self-medication and that kind of thing to sort of like chill you out and prevent you from basically going mad in a yeah. mad society. Um, in Pala, you know, drug use is used for bonding and for enlightenment and for social connection and social cohesion.
4: And it is really, it really... interesting that, that he changes what drugs do in his books, like, after he starts doing them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I actually don't know. You know, I, I used to have, because I, I had the opposite arc with, with drugs where I started doing them when I was... Uh, very young and had the belief that like they were kind of inherently this mind opening tool uh, that could be used to expand the the borders of reality within human beings and as an adult, um, in part through some of the research I've done on the far right come to understand like, no, you can also use them to reinforce the very limited terrible things you already believe Yeah, and, and there are folks yeah. who do that quite effectively. It's like that sort
5: of PLU esotericism kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if I just made up that term.
4: No, I, I like thinking, I like that term.
6: It's it's I'm I was thinking, thinking of like it's, it's, an, it. so, oh it's an accurate <laughs> yeah. it's an accurate term to describe the thing we're talking about.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs>
5: okay. Well yeah, yeah. I mean that that is absolutely correct cuz I mean yeah like those sort of psycho psych, psychedelic substances and stuff yeah they can open your mind but they're they're ultimately drawing from your mind. Yeah, and drawing from your past experiences and beliefs in some capacity.
6: The the way right. I always describe it is that so like psychedelics are an accelerant to the fire that you've already built, and they yeah. can make it flare up, and it can be really cool and awesome, and it can flare up and be utterly terrifying, and be like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Uh, but it's always kind of amplifying the things that are, you've already built through like the kindling of yourself. Yeah. It it, it it psychedelics
4: do not create things um within you but they can lead you to realize things you wouldn't already realize or they can lead you to reinforce things that you're already doing and it kind of depends on what you go into it with it's like you know leary said it's, i think it was leary the set setting and dose and yeah. like your mindset is one of the most important things for what's actually going to happen when you when you take psychedelics yeah and if you're a Nazi, you can yeah get better at being a Nazi and from th- taking that's, acid. That's, if that's, you're a Nazi,
5: you're gonna see Hitler pull up on yeah. you like, "Yes, my son, continue the good work."
6: That's yeah. that's the thing a lot of people don't understand. When I've tried to like, when I tried to talk to people who are like really obviously like pro psychedelics, I'm like, "Yeah, they're so like freeing; they make you think about new ways." And then I explain to them, "There's like, well." Like, this isn't this is an easy segue but if somehow the conversation goes to the point of me talking about all the Nazis who do psychedelics and and then like do like weird esoteric rituals while doing like psych- psychedelic drugs it can like confuse these people because're like how could you be a Nazi while you're you know in that mindset and like well it's actually for all of yeah for all these reasons that we've discussed it can actually assist within that like like fantastical, genocidal, conspiratorial thinking, it can really, exactly. like, it can really give that a lot, a lot of credence in someone's brain. Because so- if,
5: especially if you've spoken to someone who has taken psychedelics and have had a specific kind of experience, you can't talk them out to that experience. Yeah, know? as far as they're concerned, that is, that is solidified in yes. their mind. You know, this is reality. I just had a glimpse at reality, kind of thing. You know.
6: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, it's one of those. Like, if you want, if you want an illustration of how psychedelics do not work the way some people claim. Uh, Just make a note of the fact that at every street fight between fascists and anti-fascists in Portland, both sides, every single person had fucking weed on them. Like (laughs) the, 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 the fucking, the, the far right like smoking pot as much as everybody else. Um, They just also do cocaine.
6: Whereas yeah, yeah. whereas Antifa does ketamine, yeah,
4: yeah, Antifa does ketamine. <laughs> and the Proud Boys do cocaine, um, and they both have weed. Everybody's got joints, yeah. and
6: both people and and people on both sides have dropped acid and taken shrimps. Yeah, I I can I
4: can say this from a point of journalistic certainty because during one of the rallies where there was a permitted event at the federal park, the police were there and telling people they could not take weed onto the federal park because it was federally illegal, and Every like th- th- both sides, people were like, all right, shit, <laughs> like we turning back because they couldn't walk on with the weed in their pockets.
7: High Five Casino, High Five casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at High Five the hottest games, right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at high HighFive High
2: Five
1: Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary, void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high the number five casino.com. High Five Casino.
3: Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin
2: at purdueglobal.edu
0: baseball fans
5: It's going to open up a whole can of worms to me because
7: hmm.
5: I don't know if you all saw this tweet I I put out recently. Like, there's still this resistance to drugs and to particularly to like cannabis. And you would think that, you know, after decades of research and decades of understanding and really decades, not even decades, centuries of its use in various, you know, religious and spiritual practices. That by now, you know, in a post-colonial country, we'd reach the point where, you know, we let it go and we decriminalize it. But although we're kind of in the process of it, we still have this situation where the police are, like, constantly burning down, like, fields of cannabis. Like, they pull up and they're like, we just seized and burned down, like one million dollars worth of cannabis
4: yeah
5: and arrested this that and the others like why are we still at this point where um basic basic like plants and herbs and medicines and whatnot are still facing this stigma it's not grounded in any sort of reality or, or logic you know it's just colonial era prejudice but that was a brief aside yeah yeah um i don't think i have much left to see about ireland
4: and and brief new world well you know listeners go home put on some hitler speeches drop some ass absolutely it
6: takes you absolutely not that is the (laughs) worst idea do not do that go to the (laughs) woods Go do do basically <laughs> literally anything else besides that specific thing. It's that specific well, thing that is different, like different.
4: Different people can d- can disagree. No, no. Mm-hmm. like
6: that is like one of the worst things to do to your own brain and psyche. Absolutely not. Yeah, just do whatever, guys. Liter- literally anything else. Watch Star Trek. I put on put on Ooh. off the air. I
4: have I've watched a lot of Star Trek while tripping.
6: See, there's there's so many better things to do than that thing you said.
4: Mhm. Go watch the movie Conspiracy starring Kenneth Branagh. And See that could take a shitload of mescaline.
6: That that could be funny. They
4: <laughs> I don't even know what mescaline is.
6: mean neither.
5: Instructions: Do not compute.
6: If
4: if acid made time different. What? Yeah, that's kind of mescaline.
6: I mean, mescaline's like the uh, the active thing inside peyote.
4: Yeah. Mescaline is, as a psychedelic, the most intense time dilation I've ever experienced. Where like you will feel like weeks have passed and it's been like seven hours. What? Um, it's pretty dope. Matt, I, I, I definitely recommend mescaline. Everybody go take mescaline. <laughs> Even where would get that? <laughs> um. Well, you if you if you there is a way to get the cacti, which are legal pretty much everywhere because they're just cactuses and a <laughs> lot of people use them decoratively, and then using a um. <laughs> What do you call it? A pressure cooker. Um you can you can get the mescaline out of the cacti. I've known people who have done it. I have not personally done it, obviously. That would
6: that would that would, would be, be a crime. To, yeah, would never, would be criminal. We would never we would never advocate that.
4: Yeah, but, but there are ways to there are ways that like a person with minimal resources can get mescaline out of uh out of the right uh cactus and um <laughs> uh, people have done it, you know. So there's criminals this, have done so it. So bad people. There's this thing
6: called Tor <laughs> Yes, because um, obviously, criminality. It's, I, is,
4: <laughs> criminality <laughs> is morality.
5: You
6: know? Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> All right,
4: Saint Andrew, that was awesome. I'm gonna go read Island now. Um, it's it's a good book, Great New World. And I haven't read this. I would recommend. I, I am kind Black. of bummed. I guess at the end of this, I, I am kind of bummed that, as as imaginative a, a, a guy as he was, his this was his final story, book too. Well, and his utopian story had to end with it being crushed, essentially by industrial capitalism. Expansion,
6: yeah, and like yeah. option I mean, like it is, it is, it is interesting. Yeah, this this was his final book. This was like his yeah. like send off, um in like oh, in, in a way. There's
5: an there's an interesting component though, right? Because like in Ireland, yeah, it's like a utopian society, but there is a king, yeah, and a queen mother, but not. They don't have, like, the kind of power that, you know, we would typically um, bestow upon kings and queen mothers, you know. Yeah, they're, still, the- they're still able to destroy the society, ultimately, by collaborating with the military dictator neighbor and the industrialist oil guy. But, I mean, they are not really that involved in the day-to-day run into their society, you know. Like, power would be the same with or without them. And interestingly, the reason they were taking part in the destruction of Palo society is because they were educated in Europe by Christians and then went back to Palo. Yeah,
4: Yeah. it's interesting because he's kind of playing with, it sounds like, the same thing Tolkien was. Because, like, J.R. Tolkien, at the end of his life, kind of identified himself as, like, this weird sort of monarchist-anarchist where he wanted there to be... He thought the ideal society was one in which people, you know there was uh, people could not exercise power over each other. But there was a little hierarchy in that you had a king who couldn't actually do anything whose purpose was to act as a figurehead. Um, and I I don't entirely get what he was going through here. He wrote a lot on the subject himself. and it's interesting that Huxley's kind of playing with the same idea, but is is obviously being like, well, uh, this is a bad idea, you know, it, it could only work for so long. Um, yada yada I don't know I find that compelling uh, again I want to read this and that's something I may dig into more is kind of like wh- how Tolkien conceived of the ideal sort of monarchy um, versus uh, how, how Huxley was thinking about it I, I think that's kind of interesting yeah well that's going to do it for us here and it could happen here
6: uh, Garrison? Tor.com no that's to- <laughs> 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 Um, sponsored
4: yeah. by tour.com no just drop some acid and google hitler
6: okay again absolutely like ser- seriously don't 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 <laughs> literally do anything else don't do that mm-hmm. the woods are lovely the beach is magnificent talk to mm-hmm. the ocean it's, it's so much go better up a mountain go up a yeah. mountain
4: unless you yeah, have yeah, like you could go a, and
5: roleplay as moana or something you know?
6: yeah
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah go to a go to a go to a comic con uh Literally anything. I see, my suggestions. I,
6: I, I will talk about that experience at a later date.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: All right. That is, uh, that is the show.
3: It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening.
7: High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com
1: If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series.
0: Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit,